Oh, the Valley, the NBA, fascinated with the addition of Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. We'll see game two of Durant with his new team tonight in Chicago. Here to talk about all things Kevin Durant. Wrote a great piece on uh, KD on Yahoo Sports. Vincent Goodwill joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Vincent, thanks for uh, joining us today. We appreciate it. Hey, no problem. And, and, you know, your dealings with Kevin Durant and putting this piece together for Yahoo Sports, how much did you just sense maybe a relief from Kevin Durant? Not that he's in Phoenix, but maybe just rid of all the, all the you know, constant criticism and, and spotlight that was on him in the situation in Brooklyn. I don't think that the criticism is going to stop, <laughs> you know, just because he's gone from Brooklyn. I think it's just going to be a different level of expectation. And I think he senses that too. I don't think that he is overwhelmed or burdened by it. I think for him, the biggest thing was that, okay, Hey, whatever this is, it's over, you know, with the Brooklyn Nets, you know what I mean? I don't Mm -hmm. think that he so much wanted to go as much as it was, okay, Kyrie isn't here. What is the future going to be? I don't want to be left here alone. This was not what I envisioned. So let me pivot and go back to my original plan from over the summer, which was to get out of here because I didn't see a future and that sort of thing. But I think there's a sense of feeling a little more rejuvenated, I think, both of body and mind, especially when you consider he's going to be playing with a Devin Booker who's Mm -hmm. going to be available. And then you're playing with a guy like Chris Paul who's a table setter. And more importantly, I think a guy like Monty Williams is someone that he trusts back from their days at USA Basketball in the one year in Oklahoma City, someone who's not going to put the burden of leading on him. Monty saying, look, that's that's not what he has to do. That's what I'm here for. I think it's a lot of those factors that lead to more just him recharging his batteries more so than a relief that the Brooklyn thing is over. Yeah, that's very well said, and, and I agree with everything you just said. I, I, I don't think the criticism is going to stop, but I think the environment he is in might be might be the best that he's had yet, and it might it might deeply impact him in a good way. I'm curious about the legacy play here. The fact that the Suns have never won a championship and the fact that the Suns have had a real up-and-down, weird kind of season pre-Kevin Durant, is there a play? Plus, when it comes to legacy, if this if he can be the guy that brings the Suns' first championship, you know what? Maybe I'm the wrong guy to ask this because I always thought legacy was what you leave behind. Mm-hmm. I feel like what we say when we say legacy, we really mean reputation. Yeah, so yeah. I think his reputation is going to be positively impacted if he gets the Suns to the finals or if he gets the Suns to the championship. Absolutely. And I don't think the Suns, even though they haven't won a championship, I don't think the Suns are one of these nondescript franchises. They've gone to the finals before, even before, you know, 2011, even, you know what I mean, like even before 93. But they've been a marquee sort of franchise that people have come to know and to have kind of a signature. Even before Barkley, you know, got there with Kevin Johnson and Dan Marley and some of those other teams, there is a sort of recognition and a sweat equity on the NBA map that the Suns have had. Now, with Kevin, yeah, any championship that's not with the Golden State Warriors is going to count for a little more. I actually think that's unfair to Kevin Durant because the Warriors don't win those championships, in my opinion, without him. But people think that he joined the 73-win team and made them completely unbeatable when you can make the argument that any team Kevin Durant joined could very well be unbeatable. And if Phoenix were a little deeper, guys, 
I would call this team unbeatable. But nobody would say that this team is a super team. It just speaks to how great Kevin Durant is. And he's probably the most amenable superstar that we have in the league where he fits in everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it makes it look so easy that it almost feels like he operates outside of a team construct when he's just that great. Vincent Goodwill from Yahoo Sports, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. And Vincent, you kind of you hinted at it there, but a lot of people are trying to diagnose where is the Suns' place now in the pecking order in the West, and we've only got like 27 minutes of proof of Kevin Durant on the floor, but <laughs> things looked real good when you look at the Suns moving forward and, and what they could run into in the West. How, how do you shape up their chances? Well, I feel like this. The, the sports fan in me is uh, yearning, is has my mouth watered for a seven-game series between the Suns and the champs, no matter where I can get it, right? <laughs> if it's in the first round, uh-huh. I'll take it there. If it's in the conference finals in, in May and June, I'll take it there, right? But I think as, as far as the Suns' prospects, there's no team that they should fear, right? Not even Denver, who has you know, far away been the most consistent team in the Western Conference. Certainly not Memphis. I think every team in the West has a fatal flaw that can prove to be their undoing. Even Phoenix has a fatal flaw that can prove to be their undoing. Nobody fears anyone and no one is feared by anyone. And so I think a lot of times it's going to come down to a little bit of luck, matchups, and for me, who's the best player on the floor in a game six or seven? If you have a Kevin Durant, if you have a Steph Curry, if you have perhaps a Nikola Jokic, that gives you a leg up in series. Now, when those nuclear weapons clash, that's where things really get fun. So I do think that for the Suns, how well is Chris Paul going to hold up in a seven-game series? Can he hold up for four rounds or at least three to get to the finals? Can he stay healthy enough? You're talking about a man that's going to turn 38 in May. We saw what happened after game two of that series against Dallas. It's almost like his tank went on E. And he played a brilliant game, too, against the Dallas Mavericks. And you thought, man, he found the following the youth. And then we discovered that Father Time is undefeated. So I wonder how much Chris Paul is going to be dependent upon and how much energy he's going to be able to conserve. And if he's able to do that, then that gives the Suns, to me, a much better chance because I feel like I know what I'll get out of Booker and out of Kevin Durant, and even out of DeAndre Ayton. I think you're right on the money about a lot of stuff. Your insight's really, really sharp here, Vincent. So let me ask you this. Uh, from what you know of Kevin Durant, what, what do Suns fans not know about him? Is he misunderstood to a level? Is his reputation misportrayed in, in, in certain ways? What are we about to learn about Kevin Durant that maybe the national media gets wrong? I, I don't think we're necessarily getting anything wrong. I think some things are magnified that don't need to be. I think we all know that he's a hoops junkie, right? Like he was at a high school game in Charlotte uh, the night before his debut watching Nazi Muhammad's kid because, you know, he and Nazi Muhammad are close and he follows the prep scene as closely as anyone. Like he's someone who watches basketball when he's not playing it. Mm -hmm. How many times, I don't know if you guys have been around guys, there's been so many guys who play basketball because they're good at it, not because they love it. And I think Kevin Durant is one of those guys who genuinely loves the game. Now, yeah, can he get involved in some some Twitter back and forth and pay a little bit too much attention to things that don't warrant his attention sometimes? Sure. But I think he has as pure heart in terms of a basketball sense as anybody. And if Phoenix Suns fans don't know that, 
they'll be pleasantly surprised. And I put it like this. I think he'll have a positive effect on someone like Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. And I think Devin Booker has been as professional and as basketball dedicated and focused as anyone could ever expect. But I think he takes it up to another level being around someone who's a savant like Kevin Durant. So I think when Kevin Durant is at, at a place, I think he is fully indoctrinated. Like he's been, this is his fourth team. And if someone thinks of him as a Oklahoma City Thunder, they wouldn't be wrong. If someone thinks of him as a champion Golden State Warrior, they wouldn't be wrong. And if someone thinks of him as the singular force that he was that could not put everything together in Brooklyn, first and foremost, they wouldn't be wrong. So all of those things, based off of those first impressions, I don't think that if someone were to think of him as a Phoenix Sun by the end of this, yeah. that they would be wrong. Yeah. Vincent, great stuff. Really Thanks so much this. for uh, joining us. I really enjoyed the piece on Yahoo Sports. Thank you again.